Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. We're going to be previewing the Arizona Cardinals Rams game today. And uh, we're yeah. going to be having a special guest, former NFL, XFL, USFL quarterback, currently uh, a quarterback guru with the yeah. tw- all 22 uh, you know, film breakdowns he's been doing on his YouTube channel. Kyle Sloter is joining us on the show today. Uh, so very excited about that. Cam. And he 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 was with the Cardinals for I think for a little bit as well. So he, he has a, he has a sweatshirt on during the show. And so he was with the uh, Cardinals, he, he he was with Matthew Stafford and the Lions. So yes, his point of view is actually excellent. You know, we talk about it's the quarterback situation. We talk about Stetson Bennett as well. Um, and how to give him grace through his situation. So uh, Carson Wentz, it's it's a great show. It's a great show. Absolutely, man. Uh, before we get into that show, before we send you guys over to that interview, uh, just want to let you guys know that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and use promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts but cam uh we're not just stopping there no my friend we also have the usual the usual underdog fantasy yeah the underdog you can start playing pick em or weekly fantasy for any sport today users will receive a hundred percent deposit match up to 100 dollars if they use promo code believe in rams at sign up Start playing Pick'em in Weekly Fantasy Football today with Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy. That is right, folks. Any sport, although right now football is probably the one that you want to do. And uh, Cam, we're right around the corner for Thanksgiving. Hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. And uh, happy and safe. Uh, because holiday season's getting there. It's going to get a little, maybe not in your neck of the woods, but over here in New York, it's starting to snow. I don't yeah. want to hear it right now, but it is. So uh, hopefully everyone stays safe around the holiday season. But point is you got three games. Uh, you know, you got the Black Friday game, a lot of opportunity to go use uh, underdog fantasy and, uh, you know, throw some money down on a couple of those games. Why not? Right. There you go. Yeah. Throw that money. Happy holidays, everybody. And hopefully, you enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Allen Bogan. He is my co-host, Cameron Lynch, former Rams and Buccaneers linebacker. Probably shouldn't say the Buccaneers part. I just realized <laughs> we're on Believe in Rams off the edge. But either way, it's all good. Uh, you know, you, you're in the NFL. But we also have a very special guest who is in the NFL, who's played in the XFL, who's played in the USFL, has a lot of knowledge about the quarterback position. But just in general, getting to pick your brain over the years, uh, you know, building a friendship just like I have with Cam, Kyle Sloter, everyone. Very excited Woo! to have him here. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, before we get into it, just want to let everyone know, um, and I'll have, you know, links posted uh, on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but Kyle has his own YouTube channel. I believe it's just Kyle Sloter. And uh, you are killing it with the quarterback breakdowns. Absolutely killing it. So I'm proud of you. And I want everyone to know if you want to learn, you know, hey, why we're talking about Kyler Murray in a more positive light in this one, 
because he has really turned his game around in my opinion. And I, yep. I saw your breakdown. You agree. Um, you got to check it out, man. He does the all 22 and everything. Like he knows his stuff. So, yeah, I uh, kind of just wanted to um, be someone that had an understanding of what I was looking at and not kind of just push a narrative, um, be someone that uh, spoke the truth uh, an unbiased truth. Uh, don't really have that, uh, you know, being against somebody or for somebody doesn't do anything for me. I want everybody to do well. So on my channel, it's more so just breaking down quarterbacks and whether they play well or they play uh, not so well that particular week, you can kind of find out uh, my thoughts on everything and how they can improve their game. So try to keep it as positive as I can on that channel. What was the most recent breakdown? Sorry, Kyle, for, for me to jump in there. But yeah, what was the most recent breakdown? Most recent was the Kyler Murray one. Ah, so, Kyler Murray. Did. I thought he did well. You know, it was his first game back, so I felt like it was an important one to do um, just because he obviously – he's a polarizing um, – well, he's not polarizing is probably not the word, but he's – in my opinion, he is a uh, front and center player in the NFL, being a number yeah. one pick, um, you know, ha being a Heisman, yeah. uh, you know, having a little controversy surround him in the whole Cliff Kingsbury thing, gets injured. Is he going to come back and be the same kind of player? And – um, from my breakdown, I really felt like, and Jake was talking about it earlier, I feel like he saw the field. That was the biggest difference for me was the way that he saw the field. And having been in the Cliff Kingsbury system, and I have a, a huge amount of respect for Cliff because he gave me an opportunity and a chance um, when a lot of other people wouldn't. Um, mm -hmm. I love the man. Um, but he, the, the system was a college system, if that makes sense. So. Yeah. Him being in a Jonathan Gannon system, being a pro coach with pro concepts, this is really truly, and this is something people don't think about, this is truly the first time that Kyler Murray has learned football from a pro <laughs> perspective. Like, it's crazy. But, like, yeah. can, he, you, can you dive into that? Sorry, Kyle. Can you dive into that? Because, so, you know, I, yeah. I saw some of Patrick Mahomes. He was on the shop or whatever. Yeah. And he said, I started reading defenses when I got to the league. So can you just talk about, like, that that growth of the, the NFL quarterback because I know you went to a school yeah. in Jones Creek, Georgia. You know, I went to school in Gwinnett, went to Brookwood. So what go. I what I knew in high school was way yeah. different from what I knew in college. So can you just talk about that for the high school quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. So like high school, um, going to college, obviously there's a big jump there. But I would say the biggest jump is more so from college to pro because the high school game plays more like the college game. It's up tempo. They try to dumb it down so everybody can play fast because truthfully you don't have all of the time in the world to spend like you have to go to class you have other things that you have to do so you really only have like two two and a half hours to watch film in the nfl as you know you're a professional film watcher more than you're on the field yeah. so the game is so much more intricate and detailed in the things that you learn um it's on the same side uh the defense becomes more intricate and detailed uh, just as the offense does. So you have to kind of grow in order to keep up with each other. And there's a lot more things that you need to understand to be successful at that level. And so what I'm saying is when I was coming into the league, I knew almost nothing. I learned everything. I, I It's true. It's crazy yeah. how – and there's a huge disservice done to quarterbacks especially because there's so much to know and they don't – I would say coaches either don't know a majority of them don't know how to coach it because they've never been coached it themselves. Um, but when you go and make that jump from college to the NFL, 
there's this huge gap of knowledge. Um, and for me, I didn't understand. I, I truly didn't know football along the Patrick Mahomes, the same lines as the Patrick Mahomes story. Didn't know football until probably my third year in the NFL because there's so many details and things that yeah. you have to get reps at. And Kyler just hasn't had those in his first three years being in a college system in the NFL. So I think him being in that building with Jonathan Gannon and seeing NFL concepts for the first time, I think it's going to make his develop. He's he's going to grow exponentially in his fourth and fifth and sixth year as he he's going to be good. Mm, good insight. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of the vibe I was getting as well. Like, all right, let's let's see because everyone is so quick to say, you know, maybe I was guilty of it too in the off season. Like, this team is going to get Caleb Williams, and I mean, I'll be honest with you right now. <laughs> Uh, I would not want Caleb Williams over Kyler Murray. I think they're in the driver's seat right now where, you know, you have Kyler Murray and you stay competitive in these games and try to, you know, build off this going into next year. And yep. we're going to see that against the Rams, but you build off this and then wherever you land in the draft, I mean, you could also trade up. I mean, you could see like a Marvin Harrison Jr. There or something with a guy like Kyler. And Absolutely. that certainly looks pretty good, but let's, um, Let's talk about, you know, last week and then we'll we'll dive into the preview. You see on one side, you know, the Cardinals, they come just short of beating the Houston Texans. They picked off CJ Stroud three times, which is really impressive. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, you know, the Rams and Seahawks, that game was hard to watch. And then the fourth quarter, a guy that you've played with, uh, Matthew Stafford, stepped up in a big way right after he got a, I mean, I want to say, he got a missile to the ribs. I, yeah. I'm sure you saw the hit. Everybody's talking about it. Um, but Kyle, it was, it was bizarre because, you know, on one hand, it's like, you know, with the Texans, it's like, obviously just get the, the win and everything. But I feel like there wasn't enough credit being given to Kyler because that last second interception. Yeah. And then on the other one, you know, with the Rams game, it's like, I'm hearing after Matthew Stafford led them down the field on the 75 yard drive, it's so taken for granted because people are like, we need to get rid of him. He's washed. He's losing it. And so Cam, I don't know if you knew this ahead of time, but we have the privilege of being around somebody who has actually seen them both head on. And you, you know, you were on the same team with, with Matthew. What are your thoughts on, on, we'll start with Matthew Stafford. What are your thoughts on all of these narratives that seem to be coming out about him declining? Yeah, you know, for me, um, you know, Matthew plays such a game, and, and this has really been uh, his whole entire career. Matthew plays such a game of he's going to beat you. He's, he's playing chess, not checkers. He's going to beat you with his mind, and he's going to beat you with his arm strength. He's going to beat you with his accuracy. He's not somebody that, like Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, maybe when he's 34, 35, probably won't have the same giddy-up behind him. It's just inevitable, you know. Uh, he has played the same game really his entire career, and I don't really see the decline. I think I more so see a lack of protection, um, maybe some young receivers, um, maybe not quite as much juice as like the uh, Super Bowl defense that they had before. Obviously, Aaron Donald is a stalwart on that defense year in and year out. Um, but I, I think there's probably a few pieces around him missing, but – I don't think Matthew Stafford, he's kind of like a Tom Brady to me in the sense that if he's going to play, like if he's going to show up like to play that year, 
He's the guy that I want under center because he's seen all the looks. He knows where to go with the ball. He has such a great rapport with all these other guys, especially like Cooper Cup. Um, you can't really beat a connection like that. If both of those guys are healthy, it's going to be dangerous. I think there's probably a little bit of um, play calling stuff as well. Like I put a little bit on Sean McVay in how vanilla the play calling has been. And I don't feel like it's been that way his entire career. It's kind of like weird to see how, and maybe that comes from having some younger guys. Maybe that comes from not having an Andrew Whitworth that you know that you can, you know, hold on to the ball a little bit longer, have some deeper developing routes, things like that. Um, but for me, Matthew Stafford, I've always said it, he is the most special football mind that I've ever been around. And um, if he's a guy that is going to sign up to play that season on my team, I want him under center over anybody else. And I've said that, you know, you talk about Caleb Williams. I think the perfect situation for a, a guy like Caleb Williams, who's going to need a year because he just runs around in circles on film right now for me, uh, all the ability in the world, tons of talent. I mean, the talent is far superior to anybody else in that class. It's just, he doesn't quite understand what it's like to play quarterback at that next level. If he were to get into a Rams type system with a quarterback like a Matthew Stafford that can coach him and sit in Caleb can sit behind him for a year, he could be really dangerous in the future for a team like the Rams as well. And re really quick too, uh, now that we're talking about the quarterback and I want to stay here for a little bit, Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, when it comes to the Rams, I know he's, He's figuring things out a bit. Uh, you're praying for him, whatever he has going on, Kyle, because I think you mentioned it on the, the top of the show. When it comes to these athletes, we want to talk positive about them. You know, we're working through stuff a lot of the time. So um, I know we signed Carson Wentz. So can you just discuss that, right? Someone like Stetson Bennett, um, someone in his position for the Rams fans, like how do we wrap our minds around what he's going through? Um, you don't have to get into any details, but like how do we give him grace, number one? And then number two, with Carson Wentz being a backup, how much juice does that give Matthew Stafford knowing I can lay it out on the line because I got a, I got a veteran behind me that can play ball. So two part uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, that mentality yeah. kind of work us through that. And then having a guy like Carson Wentz as a backup. Yeah. You know, the Stetson Bennett stuff is interesting. Um, you know, having played this game uh, and, you know, you've seen a lot of uh, players yourself go through things Um you know, I'm never someone that will, uh, if you say you're dealing with something mentally, I know that the stressors of the game are so um, high because not only it, you're not just playing quarterback at Georgia anymore, you're playing in the NFL with a lot more expectations, um, with money, with uh, family members tugging at you one way or another. Friends are the biggest thing as well, more than family, at least in my yeah. situation friends when I was growing up and going through the league tugging on you because they think you're an immediate millionaire. They want to go places with you, party places with you. And, you know, you put Stetson Bennett, he, he's a, a former walk-on that everybody wrote off for dead in college. Um, he was never supposed to accomplish much. I mean, small in stature, doesn't probably have a lot of the attributes that teams look for, but he's a two-time national champion. He rises, comes out literally from the ashes <laughs> and yeah. leads the Georgia Bulldogs to two national championships. I believe that's right, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So leads them to and, two national And you live in Georgia, so you see the obnoxious Georgia Bulldog stuff exactly. every day. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know that as well. Like the Georgia Bulldog fans around here, it's crazy. I mean, he's a he was a god to them um, after it was all said and done. So you build a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. You know, then you, you start getting the uh, – 
you know, I might be going to the NFL. Uh, you, then you get drafted, and then there's these expectations, and then they hear about how good you are in training camp, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And, um, you know, eventually what goes up must come down. And um, I think it's probably just been a tough adjustment to not so much him, but the things around him and the way life is changing. Never, I'm not going to speculate on it because I don't know too, too much about, but I know that for myself, there's so many ups and downs within the NFL. And I really feel for him and I hope he can um, get back. And I really, truly, and I'm sure Jake feels the same way being a Rams fan. I was really looking forward to, like, if you told me yeah. that during Matthew Stafford's absence, that Stetson Bennett stepped in and had a Brock Purdy. Like that's, yeah. who, that's exactly who I think he is with a little bit more athleticism because I think his feet are good. Yeah. I think he understands where to go with the ball. I think you have like kind of a Brock Purdy situation in a Stetson Bennett, and I would have loved to see while, he, while Stafford is recovering. I mean, this could be Stetson Bennett's team right now for the foreseeable future if he stepped in and just went crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now – probability of that happening is probably not as great as like, you know, Stafford coming back and, you know, taking your team to where you needed to go, but the opportunity was there. And now it feels like the window has closed a little bit with Wentz coming in. Cause now he's your probably bonus. Yeah. Too, you know, he might take, over. I mean, that's the thing too. That's why I brought him up. Cause you know, he might take over. If Matthew gets hurt again, he might take over. People may be like, whoa, exactly. kind of like Joshua Dobbs, you know, with the Vikings, not saying he's going to take over, but, yeah. you know, what is this reality? What's this possibility with Carson Wentz? So that, yeah, that makes well, sense. You got a Carson Wentz who's played a lot of football games. I mean, he's in when you have a backup like that, like Carson Wentz to me, I don't think he is um, beyond 32nd. Uh, like, I think he's a starting level quarterback. Maybe not at this point right now a top end. The, but The Jets. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he once was. I mean, he was about yeah. to win an MVP back in 2017, 2018, I think, somewhere around yeah. there. I mean, he was a very good quarterback. So, um, and to your point about Stafford, um, you know, <laughs> Maybe the the narrative changes a little bit with a, somebody with a different mindset. Matthew Stafford is a super competitor. So I don't know that it changes much about like, hey, I got a guy behind me. Now I can let it all hang yeah. loose. Like he's doing that. If I know him, like he's doing that regardless. And yeah. uh, not much is going to hold that guy back. I mean, he's one of the toughest people. I've ever been. I, I mean, there's just documented evidence after evidence after evidence of, yeah. you know, the separated shoulder in Detroit. I mean, you watch that. That's like, I mean, he's I like limping. Like, yeah, you can make a movie off of that one drive right there. I mean, the guy mm -hmm. is tough as freaking nails. So um, I don't think it changes too much, but I think it gives the Rams some security. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree there. And, you know, <clears throat> I think this is a league where, you know, we've seen kind of bridge quarterbacks become a little bit better than maybe we would have expected. I mean, Geno Smith is a good example. Yep. You know, Taylor Heineke has stepped up. I mean, he didn't even start in the XFL. Uh, and yep. that's that's Cam's guy. Uh, see, your guy. He's a Georgia guy. He's a Georgia guy, Colin Seal yeah. guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Your guy is, is Taylor Heineke. My guy has been Kyle Sloter from the from the get-go, as he <laughs> nice. knows. Uh, I still think the NFL made a mistake, but whatever. Hey, we uh <laughs> we move, man. We move. So so Rams, Rams, Cardinals here. Um, I want to give you an opportunity because Puka Dakua had a great game last week. It had to really step up in Cooper Cup's absence. Yeah. And you had a tweet that went viral, and people 
were going crazy towards you. Oh man. Um, and I feel <laughs> was a tweet. I didn't see it. Well, and uh, the the thing here is that I want to give Kyle the opportunity because I feel like it was kind of misconstrued, and yeah. I don't feel like you were in any way showing any malice, any no. jealousy, anything that people were trying to say. I don't think it was like that. I actually understood with what you were saying. I think a lot of what Sean McVeigh was doing was trying to get him underneath, uh, you know, open underneath, getting those easy routes, having Cooper Cup and including Tutu Outwell, those clear outs to get Puka Nakua going. He hasn't yeah. quite had to win these one-on-ones like where yeah. he's on an island. So yeah. I'll give you the floor on that one. The tweet. Yeah, Kyle, please tell us know what the tweet said. <laughs> yeah, so the tweet was essentially, and it was definitely misconstrued. Um, it was meant to, in a sense, so as I'm sitting here watching uh, these film breakdowns, as I do, um, you know, he's obviously a huge topic because he's winning people their fantasy leagues and blah, 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 and he's playing really well, breaking rookie records. And so my point to everything, I'm sitting there, I'm watching uh, ESPN and Puka Nakua is a, a topic, and they're talking about, like, is he in this same realm as these elite receivers? And for me, I had heard this narrative for like, you know, a week or two or whatever it had been. And I'm so you like, call BS. You were like, hold yeah, up. You know, like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, these guys have had to prove it year after year after year. And, yeah. and you know, it's not to say that Puka can't. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not going to. a rookie. Yeah. It's like, what? I'm not putting him in Devontae Adams. I'm not putting him Tyreek Hill or AJ Brown or like those kinds of guys yet at this point. So what I said was essentially at this point in his career, I I will say that I miss um, I regret is probably a better word. I regret using the word average, um, whereas I should have used language as in like he is playing well for a rookie and much much better than obviously every rookie right now. I mean, yeah. statistically playing much better than every rookie. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is is. Puka Nakua at that point in that tweet, um, I haven't watched him in weeks past. I would have put him probably, you know, in the 22 to 25 range of receiver. And mm-hmm. I was just strictly saying, hey, to the national media, he is not an elite receiver. He mm-hmm. is good. And mm-hmm. he is very good for a rookie. So I didn't convey that super um, clearly or well. Um, so everybody was coming for my head. Rams fans still want my head on a spike. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, for me, it was more so I didn't see him quite at that point. And this is tough as a rookie, a young guy winning one on ones against NFL corners. Like, how many how many camps have you been in where a rookie just shows up and is beaten? Cooper Cup wasn't doing that. Uh, I no. mean, Cooper Cup was he was balling, but Cooper Robert Woods had but Cooper Cup was not doing all of that when I was there when I was at the Rams, and then he emerged because Robert Woods and. Yeah. He had someone to help bring him along, but Puka Nakua may have a fast track because he has Cooper Cup to be like, hey, run over here, not over there, that type of thing. But, yeah. I, I, Kyle, I agree with you. I, at the beginning, you know, Puka's like a flash in a pan. What is this? Yeah, but yeah. he's starting to show he's a dog, right? He's screaming yeah. on national television. We scored recently. Uh, you can hear his voiceover. It's like, oh, this young man's a dog. But what I will say to that, Kyle, you, you know, your tweet, I didn't see it yet, but – we want to see these these rookies prove themselves year in and year out because you know you can get hurt and that's all we hear about Puka Nakua. You know what I mean? So 
you know, Darius Leonard, for example, I was going to bring him up really quick from the Colts. He just got cut from the Colts, and he was he's an all-pro guy. So Puka Nakua can easily be in that situation. So like you're saying, like, let's see Puka prove himself year after year before we like, all right, Hall of Famer, walking Hall of Famer. Dante <laughs> Adams, like, you know, Jerry Rice. I, I think he's a good receiver, and he is progressing – I would say faster than yeah. every rookie in the league right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's <clears throat> playing very well, and years from now, it's going to be interesting to see where he's at. And you know the NFL is so much about growth because once you mm-hmm. stop, you talk about Darius Leonard. I'm actually shocked to hear that because he was the best linebacker in the league like two years ago and for like five years. So like, yeah. kind of weird that – but as you know, the NFL can pass you by <laughs> super quickly. I mean, it it does it comes for all of us. And if you don't continue to progress, and there's very very few people in the world that can continue to be elite year after year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look at this game, um, and I'm glad we we got that out there. But uh, <laughs> lo- looking looking at this game, Rams Cardinals. Cardinals are two and nine. The Rams are four and six really fascinated by this because this is just kind of like the same thing last week, how the Rams aren't playing the same Seahawks team. They played week one. They still won. Uh, this is not the same seat, uh, the same uh, Cardinal scene that the Rams are playing before they got Kyler Murray back. They got James Conner. Uh, you know, you talk about Buddha Baker and now he's back and what he can do and how he can impact the game. Um, yep. What are your thoughts kind of going into this? Cause I know the Rams are feeling really good about that win. Um, but I understand there are some concerns. Um, you know, I think mainly getting Kyron Williams back is huge, but yep. at the same time, they might not have Cooper Cup. And yep. Kyron Williams is coming off a high ankle sprain, and that's an injury where asking a running back to go right Ooh. back to you know where he just was is pushing it a little bit. So where uh, are you on that? Yeah, you know, the way I see it, and, and I'll say this um, as a disclaimer, I don't watch as much of the defenses as I do the offenses. So I'll speak just plainly on the offense because, as we know, defenses are capable of winning teams' games as well. So from an offensive standpoint, at this point with Cooper Cup nursing an ankle injury, Kyron Williams coming off of a high ankle sprain, it feels like the Cardinals are trending in the right direction and the Rams are trending in the wrong direction, um, trying to get back some pieces. They both have explosive potential. So you get Cooper Cup in there. Like To me, that's the biggest piece of this. Is Cooper Cup healthy or is he not? Because if Cooper Cup is healthy, then I feel like both of these offenses, it could be a high-scoring game. Who knows? I think you have Ky- Kyler Murray playing – um, as good a football as he's ever played. Like yeah. you said, John or James Conner uh, coming back from an injury and looking good himself. Um, you know, Rondale Moore's made a couple plays, Hollywood Brown. I would say that, um, you know, from an explosive, big uh, wow play, I think that the Cardinals probably have the Rams a little bit. Um, but the the Rams also, I feel like, are steady. They have the potential to steadily move the ball down the field um, with a Matthew Stafford under center, understanding what he's looking at, playing football the right way, taking what the defense gives you. And I feel like the Cardinals are very boomer bust on the big play. Whereas if you can eliminate the big plays from the Cardinals, which is tough with a dual threat quarterback like Kyler Murray running around back there, driving you crazy. Um, if you can eliminate the big plays, I, I like the Rams in that game. 
um, strictly speaking offense, if you can get a healthy Cooper cut back. I like yeah. any any score. I know we're coming up on time a little bit, Kyle, before we start sharing some of our keys to victory for the Rams and Cardinals. Any any score predictions? What does that look like? We might as well get that out now. What are you thinking the, the final score would be there? Where's the game played? It is it, in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Okay, there. I will say this. I love my my Arizona crowd. They're more of a wine and cheese crowd. They're not gonna <laughs> they're not the type that's showing up and showing out and like gonna make it real loud. They'll be there. Right. They just may not it's not gonna be arrowhead, is what I'm saying. Golf claps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Let's see. So golf is great in Arizona. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot to do in Arizona. So they may yeah. not, they may not even show. Who knows? <laughs> um, but let's see. I'm gonna go. Man, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think we're gonna get somehow, some way, we're gonna get a 31 to 35. If Cooper Cup's playing, I think they win. If he's not, I think they lose. Hmm. And okay. I and, and I'll I'll even say the I'll just like just for easy easiness sake we'll just flip scores. So whoever if Cooper Cup's playing they win thirty five. If he's not, then the Cardinals get thirty five. Okay. okay, Jake, any, any thought any thoughts on that, Jake? Yeah, you know I tend to man I actually forgot what prediction I think I gave a twenty seven seventeen. I think I'm gonna stick by that. I think okay. this uh, yeah I think the Rams they'll come out. I think Karen is gonna have a decent game. I'm expecting him to go for one hundred and fifty eight. Not you know as, <laughs> as likely as hard that. game. <laughs> but Singletary did just have a hundred yard game. He had the first back to back hundred yard performance of his career. Um, this Cardinals team cannot stop the run for whatever reason. And I thought Royce Freeman ran pretty well uh, last week. So if they have to use him as well, they did just cut Henderson. I don't know if he's going to be back on the practice squad, so can't say anything there. Um, I know. Hindo can't catch a break. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, they, they, not, not at all. But uh, the defense, though, I thought we saw some really good things Um you know, in the second half against Seattle. If they could build upon that, I think they could give Kyler Murray some hell. But I still think Murray's going to have himself a decent game. It's not going to be like Geno or Drew Locke or whatever. It, it, it's going to be a decent game. Um, so I'll take the Rams 27-17. But I think really the key is they got to establish the run early on, whether that's with Freeman, whether that's with, uh, you know, Kyron or whatever. They got to establish yeah. the run early on. They have to diversify uh, the receiving game. Okay, to your point, it's been really vanilla. Uh, it's been... Where's Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup if they're not Where's Higby? Where's Higby yeah. at, dude? Like, well, what the heck? <laughs> that, that, I think, has been a, a huge issue for them. And then I think Brock number Bowers three. <laughs> he had Brock Bowers to the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Cooper I mean, Puka. come on it, now. It, it, <laughs> may, it makes you wonder. I mean, they're really missing the tight end position this year. Higby yeah. has just not been himself. So, no. But then the, the third and final one I'll say is on the defensive side. You got to pressure Kyler, but you have to contain Kyler. So I guess um, I would probably say a responsible level of pressure where you're not over-pursuing and you're able to kind of maintain. Um, I'd put a spy on that guy. I mean, I, I'd probably have Ernest Jones spying him, maybe Quentin Lake, somebody like that. But that those are the three keys, I would say. Okay, I like that, Jake. Mine, I'm going to go 27-21 Rams. Um, I think just like you mentioned, Jake, Kyler Murray is the key to this game. You got to keep Kyler contained. And a quick story here, whenever we used to go play punt return or play punt against Tyreek Hill, 
be like, hey, we're going to put the ball in that corner, but you guys run over here because we got to contain this guy because when you blink, he will be over there. So similar to Kyler Murray, you got to keep him in a some type of container. So figure that out for the defensive line, the Rams defensive line, Jake. Uh, we talk about game balls. I think the defensive line for the Rams versus the Seahawks get the game ball for that week, and I hope they carry that momentum for this week because those guys are running after the football. And Kyle, you know this. When you throw a screen or whatever, and the defensive line it runs out of the stack, and they go and tackle that receiver that's running that tunnel screen, they get they get smoked. The Rams defensive line took that mentality on every type of pass, and I really like that. I don't know if Aaron Donald said something to him before the game, like, "Hey, we got to get our stuff together." But the defensive line they have to keep Kyler Murray uh, contained. Um, Ernest Jones is, as well. Um, the way he showed up, Jake. From being injured, man, like the Rams definitely need him. So I think that's important. John Johnson played a lot. So I think between the defensive line, Ernest Jones and John Johnson, one of those DBs or safeties, keep Kyler Murray contained. I think that's important. And, Jake, you hit you hit on it as well. Run the ball and then stop the run. James Conner, I think at this point we can call him a Ram, a Ram killer. I mean, this guy can run the football pretty well. He can get on the edges really well. And so keeping an eye on him as well. And then, um, Kyle, you talked about it, the deep pass, right? I mean, Kyler is letting it fly. And one thing about the Rams defense is they're going to draw some flags, Jake. And we, we saw this. Um, one one takeaway from last week is down in distance and field awareness. They struggled at that, right? DJ Metcalf, it's so Kyle, it's third, it's like third and third and two, third and three. And these guys are 15 yards off the ball. Like you're gonna throw that short route, yeah. <laughs> bro. Okay. Every all day, all day, every day, like taking candy from a baby. And the Rams' de- defensive backs, I think they need to figure out a little bit more field awareness. I mean, they're going to get some great receivers. So I'm sure the coach is like, hey, back the hell up, you know. But just, you know, just tighten that up a little bit. But I think in those three phases, if we do well, I think we'll win this game. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So, I mean, from our panel here, it sounds like we have two and a half, uh, two and a half. in the Rams. All yeah, right. it's it's really easy as a, you know, when you ask who's going to win, if I just, you know, say one and then the other, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of a contingent. I'm right either way or yeah. wrong either way, however you look at it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, it's not like it's, oh, yeah, you know, that that third string defense alignment, if he doesn't play, they're not winning. Like it's you're talking about Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Devontae Adams or a Tyreek Hill. Like if they don't play, that's obviously a huge blow. Yeah. yeah. Or if they're um, not 100 percent, you know, that's a big piece of it as well. Mm-hmm. Big time, big time. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Any uh, final thoughts, anything you want to throw out there, anything our viewers should, uh, you know, keep an eye on? Uh, yeah. So disclaimer here, I didn't know we were talking Rams Cardinals. So this is completely (laughs) by chance. I know you guys already want me dead. Uh, I did not mean to have Arizona Cardinals sweatshirt on my bad. I was going to take it off, but they told me to leave it on. Maybe some, uh, controversial, you know, we get, get more views that way. So just want to throw that disclaimer out there that this was not intentional. This was actually completely unintentional. So that's <laughs> that's my closing thought. We had to get Kyle to do like a, a Matthew Stafford breakdown. I don't know if you've done a breakdown on Matthew Stafford yet, Kyle, but when you do or if you do, let's do another one and just like say good things about Matthew. And then I think the Rams fans will, will appreciate you after that. Perfect. Love it. Anything to <laughs> yeah. get him on my side. 
Hey, absolutely, man. Well, you know, obviously we're, we're on your side. We appreciate you taking the time. We appreciate you guys watching. You can follow me at JK Bogan. You could follow uh, at Cameron Lynch 50 to, uh, to follow Cam. And I believe you're just at Kyle Sloter, if I'm not it mistaken. Is, yep. Okay. At Kyle yep. Sloter. Um, you can check us out on all social media, but that's going to do it. Uh, I'm Jake Ellen Bogan, Cameron Lynch, and he is Kyle Sloter. This is Ben Believe in Rams. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.